Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. International. Beer day. International. Beer day. Beer, beer, beer. I'm going for a beer. Beer is good. Beer is good. Time to head for the best tasting beer you can find. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. You know the deal. Let's get a beer. Beer it up. We've got the beer. Happy motherfucking Friday, everybody. Can I wish everyone a happy motherfucking International Beer Day? Yeah, you can. Is it another one of those? There's well, this million. is the big one. There's a million beer days, but this one, arguably, they say, is the most important because it's international beers. We celebrate beers from all around the world. As far as I understand it, there's 52 of them, and it's every Friday. (laughs) Dave, the most popular imported beer in Canada. Take a guess. Corona? Corona's number one. Absolutely right. Uh. Heineken was number two, followed by... Ooh, um... Hmm. I would have said Stella Artois. That's a good guess. Uh, Think dirty swamp water in a can, isn't it? That one. Oh, fuck off! It's not that bad. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say red stripe. <laughs> no, no, red stripe's great. I love red stripe. Yeah, Guinness. Guinness oh, is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat yeah. Guinness is good for you. Like you could live off of just Guinness. It's, if you were on a, an island and all you had was Guinness, you'd be fine. I will tell you. Guinness is fantastic if you love drinking cold pancake batter. Thank you. It's yeah. gross. Oh. I don't. I, I don't love interested. it. Oh. I don't love it. My dad hates both of you right now. I know, but <laughs> he's such you know, a Guinness fan. <laughs> he shouldn't because it just means a more Guinness for him. Uh huh. I don't think he sees it that way. I think he takes that sort of shit very personally. <laughs> I try not to drink anything I can stand on top of and not sink through. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid. Avoid. <laughs> Uh, two-thirds of beer drinkers say they have less than five beers a week. Everyone else drinks more than five beers a week. 5% are carrying 20 beers in them at any given time. Wow. Uh, whoa. That's a lot of beer. I mean, fuck, I like beer, but that's a lot of fucking beer. Wow. Uh, guys, we have a lot to talk about today besides the beer. We will just keep that on ice for as soon as this podcast is done. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Except for Dave, who works regular office hours now. <laughs> you know, now I'm a, I'm a regular functioning human. <laughs> uh, did you have to stay at the office before you went to the Jays game and then floor it down there? Because I saw you were there the other night. Yeah, I, I managed to get to a Jays game. It was a last minute decision, too. I was working from home and I looked and I went, God, it'd be great to go to the game tonight. And I just had one of those on the, like, it was just a whim. Like, it was just, I would really like to go. And <laughs> and it's talking to my wife about it and she goes, all right, let's go. And I went, okay, get dressed. And it was just like, jump in the car and go. And sure. It's the opposite of what he normally tells her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get it's dressed. Like, yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, it, was a, it was a rare moment. Get your clothes on. Yeah, put your clothes on. What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, we have places to be, damn it. Um, so it, as soon as I get on the 401, uh, construction slash accident. Brutal. I was just like, oh, it's a pandemic. Why is anyone on the road? I was, I was cursing everyone out who was driving anywhere. I'm like, you have no reason to be anywhere. I got to go to a game. <laughs> So what ha- aren't these tickets like a hot commodity? Like you, how did you get tickets to it? So I actually managed to get tickets under face value. Okay, really? Yeah. So yeah, through one of the secondary uh, wow. seller sites. So okay, are you going to share which one? I can. I can absolutely share. Yeah, it was Seat Giant. Seat Giant's great. Yeah, yeah. We've done some work with them in the past. And They're this, awesome. and I promise you, this is completely organic. I swear to you, this has this is not pre-planned. 
If you use the promo code Blizzard, you actually save some money on Sea Giant. Fuck off. Really? You have a promo code? <laughs> I do, yeah. So do we, but we haven't promoted it in like three no, years. We there hasn't been any events to promote it for. That's it, why. That's, that's, actually, I didn't yeah. do it either. I've, I don't think this is the first time I've ever said it out loud that there's a promo code that you could use to save a few bucks on tickets. Well, so yeah, why not? Ended up getting tickets, um, sat in the 200 level, uh, which I like sitting there for games, and it was, um, it was packed. The area that we were in was absolutely packed. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I saw your pictures on Instagram. You can follow Dave at Dave Blizzard. And it looked like everybody that was in the Rogers Center was jammed into one area as yeah. opposed to spread out. Like, did it feel safe? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Yeah, I felt safe. But it, it was just it was weird because I kept looking around at all the open spaces and thinking, you know, a lot of these people can move over there or or I can move over there. You know what I mean? Like it was just. Uh-huh. You know, the, the outfield seats and they're, uh, the 500 level's not open, so it's just 100 and 200, um, but they're concentrated. Like, a lot of the seats are filled up behind home plate and then up in the 200 level. Like, I don't know if there was an empty seat in our section. So yeah, do you think it, they're doing the right thing then, now that you've been there and saw it for yourself? So, I understand better the hesitation from the government now, because... Like, they had to make a proposal of how they were going to maintain the people and how they were going to make sure that people practice their distance and wore their masks and all that stuff. Uh, but there's a bit of confusing info involved in all this. So, so the Jays obviously agreed to it, and, and, and Rogers made the plan. Um, and one of, the, one of the rules was that you wear your mask when you're in your seat when you're not eating or drinking. 75% of the people in the, in the section were not doing that. Right. Um, this masks off when you sit down. Um, and then there's people who would... Like if like they have an usher that walks by with a sign that says, please wear your mask. Nobody's, you know, nobody's doing it. Maybe a couple of people are like, oh, they grab the popcorn and just start shoveling food. And look, I'm eating. <laughs> um, right. But and that's the excuse. If you're eating, you don't have to wear a mask. Yeah. If you're yeah. eating or if you're actively eating Literally. or drinking, you don't have to wear a mask. So here's where the, a bit of the confusing stuff comes in. Is Rogers Center an outdoor venue? With the dome open? Yes, it is. So, I'd say. so then does that fall under the outdoor gathering rules or is it still an indoor venue because the concourse and i will say this and i'll give everyone credit that i saw everybody put their mask on when they went out into the concourse so if you're okay. going to get food going to the bathroom you're leaving the stadium you're coming into the stadium everyone wore their mask so i was like oh that's kind of cool I'm, I'm i see that people are are listening to that rule at least which is nice um when i ver- when i first sat down i did feel weird because i'm like i haven't been around this many people that i don't know in close to two years. Yep. So it felt strange. Uh, the other thing that felt really strange was the woman sitting in front of me, and I always find something wrong at every game I go to. Either the guy in front of me has the biggest head on the planet, and I can't see. Yep. I get great seats, and I can't see home plate because this guy's head is 18 times size, sizes bigger than the normal head. Um, but this woman sitting in front of me, Kat, I want as a female, I want to know if you can help me decide if I did the right thing or if I did the wrong thing. So she had a, a long, long ponytail. Okay. And it was frizzy. Okay. And tis the season. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're not wrong. So she's sitting there talking to the people to her left and right. And she's turning her head every single time she's oh. doing it left to right. Oh. Her hair, which is oh, like no. a horse's tail at this point, is rubbing my leg. Oh, that is Ew! So Ew! I'm wearing shorts. I'm itchy. I'm itchy. You t- saying this makes me itchy. <laughs> and her hair is just touching my leg and just sweeping back and forth across my knee and across my thigh. And she's oblivious to it, obviously. Like, she doesn't know. And, and I, I was 
on the edge of saying something, but I didn't. I just, I just, I either manspreaded as much as I possibly could so my knees weren't touching, oh or I like tried to angle my knees one way so they wouldn't touch. Like, yeah, that is so awkward. I, I mean, I, 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 here's the thing: she has no idea yeah. that it's happening. So it's not like she doesn't care and is just like, man, whatever, I don't give a shit. But it was, it bothered me for a good half of the game where I'm like, oh, this is so frustrating. This horse tail keeps touching me. Was her hair hitting the ground too? Or was it just short of hitting the ground behind her? So, yeah. So, I mean, it goes over the back of her chair. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I could have asked her to tuck it in the chair, but I, I felt super weird. <laughs> oh. Like, I, I'm like, I can't ask her to do that. I, I, like, that's invading her space at this point, even though she's invading my space, technically. I, and her hair was very long, um, but it wasn't, I don't think it was to it the floor. It wasn't like to the floor. Uh, yeah, I just feel like you'd be aware of that, though. Like, I feel Most- like she probably did know. Most so? guys don't complain about a girl's ponytail rubbing the inside of their legs. Although that usually only happens in very specific circumstances. I don't think I've ever heard of it happening at a sporting event. That's a weird thing, dude. With, with my wife sitting beside with your me. Wife yeah. beside you. <laughs> did at what point did your wife get involved? Yeah. Like, Pull that ponytail suggest- and say, get out of here, bitch. Yeah. I kept pointing at it and being like, ah. And then she was like, ew, kind of gross. <laughs> so, Sucks to be you. She, she didn't help me with it by any stretch. She was just like, let. That's gross. So uh, later in the game, the people that were sitting beside me, they'd left a little bit early. So I moved over a seat. And then my wife moved over a seat, and she's like, oh, and now I know what you mean. Because uh, the woman was very chatty. Which, talk at a baseball game, go for it. But it was like back and forth, back and forth, back whip, and forth. Whip, whip, whip. Yeah, it was like, I'm like, this hair is like whipping and naying right now. Whip. I'm like, <laughs> fucking willow smithing. <laughs> oh, with my hair back and forth. Oh, so, I, yeah, I didn't say anything. Did I do the right thing by not saying anything? I, or know, should I have said something? You should have said something. Well, okay. Sure, armchair quarterback on a Monday morning. Yeah. What would you have said? You wouldn't have said anything, Scott. Yes, I would have. What would you have said? I'd be like, hey, keep your hair over there. Touching my legs here and it's tickling. Unless you want a real surprise from behind you. I mean, you're going to have to stop that shit. What are you going to poke her in the ear? What do you you mean you're going to get a surprise from behind you? Slap the back of your head with my dick. (laughs) I'm going to spill my popcorn on you. Like, okay. what? what are you going to do? Let me throw out an alternate proposal that's not me slapping her in the back of the head with my dick. I like how I we immediately to went say, to the worst, right? I'm going to get the, when hair touches me, when it's not my own hair, you get that little shiver, that little chill, because it's gross and it feels weird. I'd probably like spill a drink on her or something. That's where I was going with it. Not the dick in the back of the head thing. I, ha- but- I-, I had the shivers for five innings. <laughs> the other night. Yeah, that's awkward. I mean, even as a woman, like if that was me sitting there, I don't know if I would say anything. Maybe if I felt like she, if it was really bothering me, I might. I might just be like, hey, could you just like tuck your ponytail behind there? I know this is weird, but you keep smoking my legs with your hair, which is beautiful. You know, I'd probably add a compliment, though. That's what us ladies probably would tend to do. It's like, you've got some gorgeous hair, but it's also hitting me in the legs, and I hate you for it. I think, so. I, I, think I devolved into like dumb guy at that point. You like all rationality comes out, and you're like, your hair is just, it's, I, never mind. <laughs> I forget it. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just leave. I'll just, I'll just leave. <laughs> I'll just drive back to Kitchener. I'll just listen to the game in the car. It's fine. I'm glad I paid $50 to park. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't say anything. I put up with it. But I feel better because I think if I had said something, I would have worried that I upset her. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe that's just. She was not worried about upsetting you. So I don't think that you need to be worried about. Well, here's the thing. She was unaware. 
unaware. I don't think I certainly don't think it was malicious, and it was like a, whoever sits behind me tonight as she's putting her Blue Jays hat on and tying up her ponytail, and she's like, yeah. "Oh, someone behind me is getting it tonight." <laughs> like I don't think that went through her mind. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So that that was one of the experiences that I had at the game, and and interesting. And I'm like, you know, if we were sitting in uh, pods or we were spread out a little bit more, I wouldn't be dealing with this right now. So is there any, like, public health inspectors that are walking into Rogers Center just ready to write the Blue Jays up because somebody was not wearing a mask? Or is there anything being done to enforce the actual rules? It didn't feel like that. But also, like, the ushers that, that are walking up and down holding up the sign on the stick that says, please wear your mask, uh, they look like they're 18-year-old kids who, if somebody confronted them, they would crumple. Like a piece yeah. of paper. So I don't think it's going to get COVID physical. ain't real. Get out of here, punk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Sheeple. <laughs> Starts screaming at the kid. He's just like, oh, I'm getting paid like minimum wage yeah. to do this. Can you just leave me alone? Um, so, no, I didn't. I mean, I didn't see any, any you know, inspectors walking around making sure everything was up to code. Uh, I did like that they have sort of revamped a few of the service areas. So um, you go up to like a, a kiosk and you punch in your order on the flat screen uh and then uh it goes to the the pickup spot so they call it your ticket number and you go pick up your order so instead of everyone crammed into the same lineups standing there forever to go up and touch the exact same stuff they've spread it out a little bit so you are a little more distant so i thought that i thought that was a good thing um getting people into the building it seemed like they had spread them out uh you can still go into whatever gate you want like it's not like you know, it's not like you're forced to go to the gate that's on your ticket. Like you can right. go wherever you want. But uh, where I where I entered in it anyway, it wasn't super busy at that spot. So I, I was okay with it from the moment I got into it. Um, it did feel weird, like I said though, at the beginning, where I was like, "Hmm, this is just different." But I was so happy to be there that I, I kind of let that go pretty quick. And I was just like, "This is just awesome being able to come to a Jays game yeah. and sit there and just enjoy the game." Uh, you know, the the sights and sounds, all that stuff, just coming back to you and just being familiar again and and, uh, you know, reminded about how much I hate the gardener uh, yeah. and trying to get to the gardener. Like, it was nice. It was nice to curse Spadina again. Yeah. It's been a while. Fuck you, Spadina. Yeah. Who the fuck is Spadina anyway? Like, I mean, all that. Like, it was nice yeah. to just do it again. Felt normal. Um, okay. And I totally understand anyone's hesitancy with it, though, because, yeah, like, I mean, my section in particular, we were packed in like sardines, it felt. Was there any opportunity to get a free Blue Jays like comforter if you applied for an MBNA MasterCard, or are they still doing shit like that? I didn't notice any activations. No, uh, they do sell like the merch and things like that. I, they they had those um, like little kiosks still open throughout the stadium that I saw. Um, okay. uh, I, to be fair, too, I also didn't roam the stadium, so it could have been different on level one hundred, or it could have been different in the outfield. Um, like I walked by the TD Clubhouse, and it wasn't very busy. Um, there were Is the flight deck still open? Uh, yes, but I think it's, it's uh, let me see, limited capacity in that particular section. It's all standing anyway, um, or like the, the high top tables. So, it, yeah, I, they're going to probably adjust as they go. Um, but people who were like, 15,000, that's not enough. 15,000 well, felt like 45,000. Okay. That's good to know. Well, last night in Winnipeg, they had 29,376 at the Blue Bombers game yeah. against the Ticats. I mean, that's basically a sellout, but it's outdoors, so it's fine. It's strange, the different restrictions from one province to another in this country right now. But we'll come back to that, because one of the things I do want to play for you guys in a few is Dr. Dina Hinshaw, the Chief Medical Officer of Health for Alberta, explaining in very plain and simple terms 
why they're eliminating some of the public health restrictions there in Alberta. We'll come back to that. Dave, are you uh, an Ikea guy? Are you one of those, ooh, it's Saturday, we got to go to Ikea? Or is your wife one of those girls? Uh, Yes. Uh, The answer to question one is no. The answer to question two is yes. Um, She loves a good Ikea trip. I I, I can't go to Ikea anymore because I'm not looking for everything. I'm looking for one thing, and uh-huh. I still have to do the maze to get it. <laughs> yep. oh my you still God. herded like cattle through that? Yeah, and every time I go to Ikea, it ends up with a, how did I buy, why did I buy meatballs? Where, how did this happen? What mm-hmm. section was I in where all of a sudden I've got meatballs? Yeah. Well, what is this? Cat, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're a somewhat Ikea girl, a reformed Ikea girl, maybe? I do. I like Ikea. I, I don't mind Ikea. I don't. But I'm very particular on when I go because that place yeah. is ran. Yeah, that's like, the same thing. I, I can't stand the busyness of it. You won't catch me there in August before it's like back to school time and people moving into dorms and shit. No, because it, it like police <laughs> have to literally be escorting you in the parking lot. Down it's on the ins- floor, you get security guards yelling, we need a malm. It's Someone ins- get us a malm in aisle three. We're out. We're out of malms. Like, it's insane. I'm not a part of that. I will n- I will re- refuse to go, so, but there's key times of the year, especially. And then it's, like, just ma- mainly Saturdays. Like, like a I'll Tuesday avoid. in March. Yeah. Like, I will go on the odd <laughs> day, and, and I enjoy it, and I walk around. And then usually that's when I get a lot of little things at Ikea. Not mainly the big ticket stuff, but, yeah. Like, I got, I think the last time I was there, I got, like, a new spatula. You know, like. Oh, that a girl. The, yep. Just the little things, you know. You walked 15 miles to For buy a spatula, spatula that you yeah. could have got literally anywhere else well, no it's no it's an ikea it's a spatula. special spatula yes it's it's one of those ones it's oh look at this it, it doesn't burn there's <laughs> something weird like yes. it, it cannot light on fire it's amazing it's they not come flammable. Up with everything it's great but no i don't mind it there i, I wouldn't say that i hate it at all and i i, I, I think i'm kind of like you too i i don't hate it but i i don't want a four-hour experience every time yeah. i go yeah. and, and if you want food by the way heaven forbid because you're waiting in that line forever I remember the last time I was there, it was stretching out into, like, the bedding area. People just waiting for fucking macaroni and meatballs. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, have a little respect for yourself, people. I mean, come on. (laughs) Fuck. Enough's enough. I know it's $1.39, but come on. Yeah, I know. I got this hot dog for 59 cents. Waited nine hours for it, but I got it. You know, I mean, I appreciate a good deal, too. But, I mean, if I'm at Costco, for example, and, yeah, you can get a hot dog and a drink for $2. Yeah, but if there's 10 people in line, I don't care. I don't care about saving the dollar, and I probably didn't even want the hot dog that badly anyway. Well, so I I'll think you it. do what some people do, but not enough people do, is they don't consider their time money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So they don't consider the amount of money lost during the time spent. So, you know, you're, you're standing at this great point. You're standing in line, and you're like, yeah, I waited 20 minutes for a $2 hot dog, but that 20 minutes is very unproductive. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It is. Uh, it- the re. Sorry, I was going to say the reason I asked is because for those who don't know, IKEA does have a loyalty program. It's called IKEA Family. And to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of the loyalty program, they're giving away thousands of meatball-scented candles. Oh. I don't know how to say this. What, what is it you call the Swedish meatballs there, Kat? <laughs> It started many years ago because if you look on the package of the meatballs, I don't even know what it means, but it says something that looks like it. So a friend of mine calls them cootin' ballers. Cootin' ballers. He was drunk once and he's like, let's make some of those cootin' ballers. So that's what we call them as cootin' ballers. Hmm, fair enough. They've got a few thousand of them to give away to members of the club and a thousand people are going to win a special gift box, which they say is a sensory experience like being at Ikea. 
So it'll be the sights and smells of different Ikea locations. You got to have a real firm commitment in your life to meatballs to really want to go out of your way to get one of these because you know they will eventually go on sale. The meatball scented candles. And it occurred to me this morning when we talked about this on our FM radio show. Meatballs are trash. They're like they're just the worst of the worst. They're the hot dogs of the beef industry. Absolutely. What, what about beef hot dogs? Yeah, those are trash too. <laughs> Throw them Throw in that the shit out. Anything left over from a cow? Yeah, good. Stick it in a fucking meatball. Grind it up and make it into a ball. People will eat it. They'll go crazy for it at IKEA. That's what it is. So not, it's not, just the leftovers. Not a fan of it on its own. What about it like a spaghetti and meatballs? Not a chance. No. Not a chance. But I said that this morning, and I wasn't thinking. I was just being honest. And people shit all over me for shitting on meatballs. Are we not allowed to disagree about what food is good and what is trash? You're an anti-meatballer. I am an anti-meatballer. Unless they're going to mandate that we all have to have meatballs, (laughs) in which case I'll probably comply because I don't want to lose my job or anything like that. But I mean, fuck. You know what? You better start doing your own research on meatballs because the meatball industry is is full of lies. It's big business. It's, but yeah. My theory on this is, first of all, I was one of those people that shit all over you, and I will do it again. So <laughs> I think you just haven't had good meatballs. I, like, I agree, Canadian, actually. I think you haven't yeah. had truly good um, homemade meatballs. I think you're missing that in life. When was the last time you had a homemade meatball? A homemade meatball. I don't know. Does the Olive Garden nah, count? Because they drop that nope. big giant you meatball in your plate. You have not even experienced it. So I think you can't trash meatballs unless you've actually experienced a good meatball. But they make you feel like it's home. <laughs> <laughs> and the bread, though. With the, the bread. unlimited bread? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Norm MacDonald has a great joke about uh, restaurants and the food, that, like Italian restaurants in particular. He's like, uh, you know, I'm going to have the, uh, the pork cutlet for dinner. You know what I want first? A loaf of bread. Yeah. <laughs> like, Give me that. He's like, if you're not at a restaurant, do you ever eat a loaf of bread before dinner? No. <laughs> so true. It is true. Uh, yeah, it's the IKEA Loyalty Club. If you want to get involved in getting possibly a meatball scented candle, all the details are up now at scottandcat.ca. Can I just wrap that up with a, a comment about the KFC Yep. Um, candles. Remember they were putting those out as special oh, yeah. editions and they sell out in like 10 seconds. Yeah. Every time they do a limited edition mm-hmm. KFC scented something, they do it with cologne. They do it with uh, all kinds of stuff. And uh, I actually bought one of the things once that a restaurant did. I bought the Taco Bell wrapping paper. Yeah. It was the it was comes in a pack of seven. Uh, you get seven sheets. One of them smells like a tortilla. One of them smells like beef. One of them smells like cheese. One of them smells like lettuce or something whatever lettuce smells like it's just crunchy water but uh whatever it smells like and then one of them smells like a hot sauce i can't remember how many that is now but there was there's seven different scents and you smell it and you're like oh my god it actually does smell like did it. you wrap someone's gift in it no i didn't wrap i didn't use it so i was just like ate it i just kept, yeah, I, just, yeah, I kept walking around and being like smell this <laughs> ate some wrapping paper for lunch feel great yeah um the, the novelty stuff, right? It, it, is, it is pretty brilliant. Marketing-wise, it's brilliant because we're talking about it. And they didn't even have to pay for advertising for it. When you have candles that smell like meatballs or taco candles or whatever, it does cost you money to produce them. But all you even need to do is produce like a 1,000. You know yeah. most people aren't going to get it, but it's kind of it's a free promotion. And in that case for Taco Bell, like it, those kind of things people love. They love it. That was it's almost awful. three years ago, and I still have yeah, it. It's brilliant. Fuck that. They're, they're not getting that for free. Cat, send them a bill from the After 9 I'm podcast. In, I'll send Fuck an you, invoice Ikea. today. 
Dear John Taco, <laughs> you owe um, us money. You're not wrong, though, Dave, when it comes to KFC. So back at Christmas, I had one of those KFC starter logs for a fire. Yeah. Ah, you yeah, got one of those. That was another one. Yeah. I burned that all day on Christmas Day, and the backyard smelled like a KFC kitchen. Did it really? It, it legit works. That's it was cool. really good. Uh, okay, so let's switch gears here. Let's get to the Olympics quickly. As we record, Canada and Sweden are tied at one in the gold medal game. If Canada wins, we're going to end this shit right away and go and party. If they lose, we're going to shit all over the Canadian Soccer Association. You know what? I'm, I'm the worst because I don't even understand this clock because it just goes forward. When does it end? It's <laughs> 90 minutes, and then they have stoppage time. What are, what okay, are so they we're in? at 95. So what's the stoppage time? So we're five time? minutes in stoppage time. Is there a plus yeah, beside but what? it? There's not. Now I'm live. It's very confusing for people who aren't who can't hear it because it's been muted for me all morning. And I'm very confused because I thought it was 90 and then I kept going. So I thought, okay, but where is the indication of, of when it's going to well, stop? Well, okay, so in a game like this where it's next, I think at this point it's next goal wins, I believe, unless they, they have set a specific amount of extra time. And then they go they play an extra portion. And then if they don't score then, then they go to penalty kicks. Okay. Oh, I hate settling shit. I don't know. Yeah. Yes, I do not want that to happen. And I'm not even, I know, I shouldn't even speak because I, I'm not like an avid soccer watcher of any kind. But, I mean, Canada's playing for gold, so I'm very into this right now. And I don't want it to end that way. Yeah, I don't know how much extra time they have They have officially added. I can't see it from my angle. Well, it says ET1, so I'm guessing there'll maybe be so a So that's extra, extra time times. one. Yeah, there yeah. might be like an ET2 and maybe a three. Yeah, I, I, I'm... Unfortunately, I can't remember how much time is allotted to each extra and time. T-phone home? Is yeah, that what's It's follows? definitely not it, no. Oh, that's not what it means? <laughs> He's going to play in goal for the shootout. <laughs> <laughs> Stretch his neck and hit the ball. He's Canadian, fun oh, fact. Yeah, there you go. Uh, when it comes to the Olympics, they asked people, is there any Olympic sport that you think you could at least have a respectable showing in? Regular, fat fucker, sitting on the couch, eating chips, yelling at very well-tuned athletes, could you yourself do any of those events and do well in it? 42% think they could do pretty well in at least one Olympic event. People are so like out of touch with that. Dave, some of it is fucking speed walking. You're telling me you couldn't at least have a respectable showing in the speed walking? They walk like 50 kilometers. It's, yeah, it's, it's a long way. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, the sport looks silly, absolutely, but I'm not doing that. It's 50 kilometers. That's a long way. You can't speed walk from the, one end of the parking lot to the other. You'd be winded and falling over. I, I can guarantee Scott would not be able to do it. If you missed it, just go to square one this weekend and watch any old person in the morning. That's what that is. They, they, I think they have to keep it to um, a certain stride length because there's a difference between running and walking, and this is basically speed walking. So to compensate for having a shorter stride but still going fast, this is basically like a butt-wiggling contest. They're just arms up, butt-wiggling away. They look like my fucking dog. I don't understand how this is an Olympic <laughs> event. Way. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned the the mall walkers. My nana used to be part of the Bramley City Center mall yeah, walkers. Yeah, PCC. Yes, she was. Dave used to throw their asses out of there. That's right. Did you really? She was <laughs> she was intense, and I remember going once because I, I had slept over there, and she was like going to skip her mall walkers club, and I said, "No, nana, I'll go with you." 
Well, those bitches could walk fast. They were like they were like seventy to ninety years old. Yep, I would yep. rather watch that than what's happening in the Olympics, honestly. Well, I love watching the the Olympic one in particular. They they go so fast, and they're again that move is just. It looks like they're walk. They're running to. You know when you have like that tight like I got to get to the bathroom, <laughs> and you're like yeah. you're like oh oh oh, you're ooh. pinching it in, right? Yeah, and you're not sure you're gonna make it. That's what the walk looks like to yep. me. And Little I think, turtle head coming out. Yeah, That's why yeah. It's funny. Yeah, and I yes. think the speed walking is even more fun when you imagine every step they take, they're going no. So it's like no, 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 no. <laughs> like they're, like they're trying to trying to stop something from happening. Like a natural disaster with their body is about to happen. Like no, 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 no. Find the outhouse. Oh no, no, no. Like that's what I picture them saying as they're walking. I listen. We can all say, look, we can all walk. I would be a good Olympian. Not a chance in hell. 50 kilometers is further than anybody listening to this walks on a regular basis. I can guarantee it. Um, If you're somebody that does marathons and things like that, you're an exception to that rule. But general public, average Joe and Jill, they are not walking 50 kilometers. They can barely get their 10,000 steps in a day. I bet you I could probably do well in the, the Olympic curling. I know it's winter, but I probably could. The luge doesn't look all that difficult. Well, the best part about it is the, what I like about what I like about that, or even a bobsled. I'll throw a bobsled. I don't know what I'll do, so maybe I am great at it. Maybe I'll hop in that fucker and I will just woo. You take can't off. control I, those turns. I, how do you know? I've never even been in one. I'll tell you how because I see Olympians that still crash. <laughs> yeah, an I, Olympian, you are not. Oh, I would die for sure. I mean, there's yeah. no question I'd die. <laughs> But I don't even well, know that you're just a loser. <laughs> yeah, we have our first Olympic death. Um. <laughs> <laughs> she just said, watch me go. And yeah. Those were her last words. <laughs> she was also using one hand because she was drinking a fucking rye and Coke in the other. <laughs> <laughs> Wee! Yeah, she's she's thinking it's down. like a magic carpet. It's, it, everybody who goes down a little hill, the GT snow racer thinks, oh, I could do this at the Olympics. No, no, you can't. I promise you can't. <laughs> Uh, okay, here's one that came up, and I specifically saved this for Friday because I figured, Dave, you might have a unique take on it. At least a dozen different people have forwarded Cat and I the article about Doug Ford's daughter oh. being an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> what do we think about Doug's daughter shitting all over the vaccine effort? I think it sends a terrible message, first of all, um, and... I had a conversation with someone who said, I bet you he was like so mad at her for doing that. And I said, I don't think so. I, I bet you so. he's like, well, you know, honey, I understand what you're saying, but just can't say it out loud. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know why I thought that's how he addressed it. I think the thing that pissed me off the most was in the video when she goes, the vaccine does not give you COVID. And then she looks at the camera and like, really, though? Yeah, you might want to fact check that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're you're right. Yeah. All the years of research that's been done on viral viral diseases and and uh, you know epidemiology, all that stuff. You're right. You're you're totally more qualified than all of those people to doubt that. You're right. No, you're right. We've been wrong this whole time. The experts have been wrong this whole time. You Googled something, so you're definitely more qualified. That's cool. Yeah. Do your own research. Yeah. Okay. You don't know what you're reading. I, I pissed me off to no end. So I don't have a unique take on it. I'm sure there was a lot of people who were pissed off by it. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> is, there like a, is there a new fuck you, Doug's daughter? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Dad! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it really bothered me because it's, it's, 
if nothing else, like I, if that's your belief, whatever, I think it's irresponsible. I think it's mm-hmm. incredibly irresponsible because you are not an expert. You're not. I'm not an expert. I, okay, so I'm going to give you a slightly different take on this. I think that uh, social media is just, they should have shut the whole goddamn thing down at the start of the pandemic because yeah. it is it has not helped at all. But I think when it comes to Doug's daughter, and I have a daughter that's closer to Doug's daughter's age, and I think to myself, you know what, I have my beliefs, and she's got her beliefs, and I would not want to be crucified for what my daughter believes. And from Doug's standpoint, he's in an awkward spot. We don't know, maybe even Doug's an anti-vaxxer, but he can't fucking say that because he's the leader of the province. But I tend to think that his daughter got that from somewhere. But either way, Doug can't say it. I don't think you hold an adult responsible for what their kids say, especially when their kids are adults. Mm -hmm. It's like trying to nail Joe Biden for the Hunter Biden shit. One probably didn't have anything to do with the other. And I have to think that this is a similar thing. Either way, I I just found that it was very misinformed. Like, I was waiting for a really good point, and it never came. Well, that's it. I mean, if you've got something that is substantial and not just some, see, see, I found it on this blog, and some guy wrote this, so uh, clearly it's correct because it's what I believe. Like, there was was no, no value in what she said. There was no information. That's what bothered me, and that's the stuff that gets out there and people will take bits and pieces out of it and only listen to certain parts of it and then make a whole conclusion out of it. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. cherry pick the information out of it. And that just frustrates me. Well, and it's dangerous when it comes from someone like that. Um, I, I understand not wanting to blame Doug for it. I get it. I don't yeah, totally. either, but it is dangerous when it comes from someone like that because some people will assume she's heard something from her dad that only her dad knows that's top right. secret oh, she must know something her fucking dad told her. And now we've all put it in our arms. And now he knows. Like, no, I I guarantee you, he doesn't know something that we don't know. But some people will rush to that conclusion when they hear something coming from someone like that. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I just find it it's frustrating the disrespect to the, the people that have studied this forever. You know, if somebody walked in here and said to you, Scott, you know, I could do a radio show better than you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that? Uh, yeah, but me, I'm all up for the challenge. Like, oh, yeah, really? You go right ahead. Yeah, good luck. You, you go right yeah. ahead. Yeah, go yeah. ahead and try. Um, Why don't you come to my place tomorrow at 3.30 in the morning, and we'll go through my routine. You can start by writing a newscast, for example. You, you go right ahead. Go yeah, ahead. see, people think, and it's the same thing with the Olympics. 42% of people think that they could do something in the Olympics and be good at it. Listen, there's okay, a- well, that's different. I mean, I honestly think that I could do pretty fucking well at the luge. <laughs> You're so full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, but that's what I mean. Like, it's this, it's this weird ego thing where, I, oh, I, I can do that. That's nothing. And you just, it's dismissive of somebody else's credentials. It's dismissive of somebody else's hard work. 
and dedication. Like these people have studied this thing for over a decade. These doctors are not just, oh, they're part of the big conspiracy. Yes, 99.9% of all doctors have signed some uh, some underground oath that, yeah, we're, we're all in on the big lie together. Yep. But that one rogue one is the one who's totally right. Do you feel like it's worse now than it's ever been? People yep. with that oh, yeah. attitude? Yeah. I feel like it's the pandemic has made it worse. Everybody thinks they know everything. Yeah. It's one or the other, I uh, think. And I think have. I feel like it's gotten gotten worse. Yeah. Like our society generally thinking that they can do the best, that I can do this, I can do this, I'm the best. And I don't know what it is if they're uh, they're being misled in their own minds and they think the sh- they're the shit. I, I don't understand how it works, but I just think it's gotten so much worse. Well, I think about it like this: if if my hot water tank exploded, I may know how to tighten a pipe, but I don't know how to replace a hot water tank. You know who I'm going to call? An YouTube. Expert. I mean, yeah, I'm going to go to YouTube. <laughs> I learned myself, right? Uh, but if something major happens, I'm going to trust somebody who knows better. Yeah. We have to be able to trust the people that we put in those places. Yeah. Okay. And those people who have studied for all these years, they're going to know more than me. It's, it, come on. Like, they spent 10 years learning nothing, and now they're a, a doctor? Okay, but one thing I think it is important to point out is a lot of these so-called experts don't know everything. And proof of that is our chief medical officers of health across Canada. Yesterday, Dr. Tam, the same fucking idiot who thought that it was uh, not a good idea to wear masks and that getting your fucking haircut was dangerous, said holding a federal election in the middle of a fourth wave is perfectly safe. No problem at all. We'll have protocols in place. We're good. Thanks, Dr. Tam. Thanks a fucking lot. And then you get Dr. Whatever it is in Ontario now, Dr. Moore, who's changing his mind. He's changed it twice this week. And then out in Alberta, they've lifted all public health restrictions. And there's a lot of people, part of the COVID zero crowd or just people in general that are a little concerned, myself included, that Alberta is going way too far, way too fast by removing all of the restrictions. But yesterday, Dr. Dina Hinshaw, who was a very well-respected chief medical officer of health before this happened, And before people turned on her, she came out and explained in very plain and simple terms why Alberta is doing what they're doing. Can you guys have an open mind and hear out a different perspective on this? Because I know not everybody can. People are going to shit all over anything she says. Do you guys want to hear what she had to say? I'll hear it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, give this a listen. It's about a minute and a half long. We've lived through a remarkable and uh, painful time together over the last year and a half with respect to the huge impact that COVID-19 has had and the impact that the restrictions have had. And I think that we have um, become accustomed to, we've, we've relied upon some of those basic infrastructure pieces like testing, contact tracing and, and case investigations as a part of what's helped us feel safe. COVID has taken away the predictability that uh, we used to feel we had um, in terms of our, our daily routines. So it's, it absolutely is something that is um, concerning. And I, I recognize and acknowledge that this is a big shift to make. Uh, it's a, a very rapid shift to make, but we know that this fall, we will see other respiratory viruses coming back again. Things like influenza, Things like enteroviruses, rhinoviruses, RSV. And it's important to think about not just the impacts of COVID-19 on that infrastructure we created to manage COVID-19 pre-vaccine, 
but also what impact will it have when we see all sorts of other viruses that cause exactly that same symptom um, picture. And so you, you quoted Dr. Tam earlier, and I would echo her words that the things we've learned from COVID, we need to take forward in a sustainable way to help us with all those other viruses. But the current system we have with widespread testing for even mild illness and the significant uh, investment in a widespread contact tracing is not something we can live with for years to come. So I guess the question would be, if, if we don't make this shift now to move into this new approach to reinforce some of those basic critical habits, including masking, which continues to be a very reasonable and important part of overall protections, if we don't help people make this shift now, um, the, the question is, when, when would we make this shift? When would it be more appropriate? Uh, and again, I think there's no perfect answer. There never has been in this pandemic. But we do need to think about COVID as one risk among many and not as the dominant risk that everything needs to focus on. Because following status quo, I, I believe, yeah. risks of, it own, of its own. Shiran? Again, time will tell. It's hard. It's, it's, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's hard to argue with somebody who knows significantly more than I do in this yep. particular situation. Um, the fear that I have with that is the too too much too soon, like you said. And I don't know if it is. I don't know. I don't know. But I think that the reaction a lot of people give to that 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 echo that sentiment is based more on feeling and gut. Where I know COVID doesn't care what you think and care what you feel about. Uh, about the whole thing, and they don't care. Got, they like like it's the team, team COVID over the here. COVID. Um, like the variants and things like that, and the ones that are that are dominant, and the ones that are that are seemingly getting through vaccines and things like that. Um, it, it's hard because I think she's right in the sense that we can't do this forever, right? But like she said, is now the time? And I don't know if it is, but I'm not the one making that decision, and. It, I, like Kat said, time will tell. Well, it's funny to me because a lot of the people that are shitting on Dr. Dina Hinshaw there are people who are the same ones screaming to get vaccinated. And the irony here is that not only is Alberta pushing vaccinations, they're believing in vaccinations. Sorry, the dog is in the studio. <laughs> uh, they believe in vaccinations and they're telling people you can trust the vaccine. You got vaccinated. You did the right thing. Mm -hmm. You're good i don't understand how you can shit all over somebody that does have that much faith in the vaccine when you yourself want people to get vaccinated it's almost ironic isn't it i think a little bit yeah i think there's a little bit to that i think there's again like i said the problem is that too many people are are reacting emotionally to it yeah you know and that's why a statement like that goes to those who are reacting emotionally saying i'm sick of this look at all the i'm sick of it i'm just done with it i want to move on Sure, so do I. But I don't know if it's the right time to do it. And, <laughs> and, what are we going to do? Are we going to sit here, very much like she said in her statement, like, what are we going to do? Sit here and just wait and wait and wait and wait until we think it's the right time? At some point, we're going to have to make, make inroads. I just don't know if it's a giant leap as the right decision. I don't know. Again, well, not a That's pro. a question that nobody can answer because nobody's got a crystal ball, but yeah. it's still a relevant question, if not now. When? When? Yeah. And, and the U.K. was absolutely right. They said, listen, we know that this is going to come back in the colder months. We know that in the fall there will be an uptick in cases. So if we don't open now, then we're not opening until 2022. 
And do we really want to be shut down for the next six months? Mm -hmm. It's now or we wait till next year. And I think Alberta's kind of rolling the dice on that same thing. I think it all comes down to in each area where your health care is at. Because some people are worried again of an overrun and influx of cases and their ICUs once again being just like filled to the brim. So if we can make sure that we control that in every area, then, you know, I'm a fan of it. So I'm of two minds here where I'm like, yeah. As someone who's also double vaxxed, I feel like I've done the right thing, so I should be good to go here. Like, let's go. But I also understand that is the variant that bad and the hesitation to get vaxxed that bad that our hospitals are going to be filled up again, which is the whole reason why, apparently, we shut down the first time around. So it worries me, this wave four, and we keep joking about it, but I, it's like it's, it's a possibility. So I don't know if that's the right thing to do in every spot, but I like that someone else is doing it selfishly. So uh-huh. that we can just so take a peek and see, see how, how they're how they're doing it and how it's working for them. Well, and I don't want to get into this, but, but it does feel a lot of it is politically driven, yep. too. Um, for sure. Your is, ideology. Yeah, which is frustrating because, again, COVID doesn't care what your political allegiance is. Yep. It does not care. Um, so, I don't know. That's where it gets frustrating because sometimes it feels like the decisions are are pushed because of the ideology. Uh, from a media perspective, I'm very frustrated With the way things are being done. This is the most critical thing to happen in our lifetime, likely. Uh, This pandemic and everything that's happened in the aftermath. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, we've got leaders out there who inconsistently speak to the media. And when they do, it's random who gets to ask a question. They say it's random. Mm -hmm. You get one question and one follow-up. And your follow-up doesn't even need to be a follow-up from the first question. It could be a completely separate question. So you get a lot of irrelevant shit asked and not everybody's on the same page. That could be changed if we could do interviews. I would love to sit down and interview Doug Ford or interview Justin Trudeau and not only ask them a question and ask them a follow-up, actually hold them to account and make them answer questions. I would love the opportunity to do that. And that's exactly why they won't do it is because they don't want people like us asking too many questions. They don't want to get caught. In the same way, though, now I'd kind of like to see a debate. I'd kind of like to see Dr. Moore here in Ontario sit down for a one-on-one conversation with Dr. Hinshaw and maybe uh, Dr. Henry out in B.C. Get all them in a room and let's hear them. Each one of them is responsible for a different big province in this country. I'd like to hear all of them hash out Alberta's theory here about if not now, then when. It's the uh, pay-per-view event of the year. That would be awesome. Battle of the Doctors. Yeah. With words. Big words. Hosted by Dr. Phil. (laughs) Moderated by Dr. Oz. (laughs) Seriously, though, I'd like to hear Dr. Moore, who is probably not as bad as Dr. David Williams, but he's still not great. I mean, this guy is still very much uh, open to more lockdowns and so on. I'd like to hear him listen to Dr. Hinshaw say what she just said, and I'd like to hear his response to that. Well, I think we we get get combative when we do that, though, because it's then we pick sides. We're so like everything's a goddamn team sport. Mm -hmm. Everyone's got to be one or the other. And and, and the other guy's wrong all the time if they don't agree with you. We're we're too separated. That's why I think a debate becomes a uh, it becomes a a challenge. My guy won. Like, it's ridiculous how how crazy divisive it's got. I just want to have a conversation about it or watch a conversation about it between these so-called medical experts. Presumably, they all have the same qualifications, so I, I'd like to hear what they have to say. Uh, but we do have to go, guys, because it looks like we're going to penalty kicks, and I'm not going to fucking miss that. <laughs> it's Halftime performance by Dr. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Is it still one all, cat? 
Yeah, it is. Seems to be the case. We're on ET. We're on ET two. ET two. Oh yeah. They made a sequel, did they? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want one now? Maybe this is the sequel. This is it. This is it. ET two. Have a fantastic weekend. Don't forget, we are off on Mondays in the summer because some well, idiot approved it. Yeah. <laughs> David. That was fucking stupid. Blame Dave. <laughs> Have yourselves a great weekend, everybody, and be safe. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.